Greetings to everyone. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Top of the morning to everyone. Top of the morning to everyone. Hallelujah. I pray that you had a beautiful day. Amen. On yesterday. And I pray, uh, Lord's willing, that you woke up on top of the world. Woke up on top of the earth. Woke up on top of this flesh. Amen. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. We are going to say a word of prayer. Amen. And then we're going to go ahead on and get started with the podcast. Father God, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just thank you for being who you are, Lord. Lord, we thank you for being worthy to be praised, Lord. We thank you for keeping us through the night, Lord. Waking us in the morning light, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray for those that will come into the podcast, Lord. Those that will listen those that will come later. Lord, I thank you, Lord God, for stirring them, shaking them, awakening them, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for keeping them. Thank you for blessing them. Lord, I thank you for causing their way to prosper, Lord. In the name of Jesus, as their soul prosper, in the name of Jesus, thank you for going before their family. Thank you for going before their bodies, Lord. Thank you for going before their health, their strength, Lord. Thank you for going before them, Lord, in the name of Jesus, their minds, Lord, our minds, Lord. Thank you for going before us, Lord. Lord, we appreciate you on this 12th of December. Thank you, Lord God, for showing up and showing out as you usually do, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for making yourself present in our situations. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, thank you for going before each and every teacher, each and every reacher, each and every evangelist and prophet and apostle, Lord God, and teacher, Lord, pastors. Thank you for going before them, Lord. Thank you for ordering their steps in your word, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing the word to be planted on the table of our hearts that we might not sin against you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, Lord God, for going before those girls on yesterday morning, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for going before those little girls on yesterday, Lord. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You know, I was thinking about uh, yesterday and uh, I was thinking about yesterday, today. And those of you that don't follow us on YouTube, I uploaded a video of time we got off of podcast. The Lord allowed me to spot these girls outside of the window of, uh, I'm on the second floor. They were down there and uh, across, across the way, uh, he, he put my eyes on them and I saw them running out in the street, you know, we're just running out in the street. And I, and I look and I'm thinking like, I know this is not really what I'm seeing, right? Two little girls running all around and it's dark. Four o'clock hour, yes, dark. And I waited to see if I was going to see an adult. No, I didn't see an adult. It was just them. And, uh, they ran with, they ran to a place where I couldn't see them anymore. So I just kept looking out of the window. Then I saw them reappear again couple of minutes later and make a long story short i'm like lord what what in the what is this what are they doing so they um they ended up running right back over to where 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 we are right so i run to the door and i'm, I'm at the door you know 
And to make a long story short, uh, I was able, the Lord helped me to be able to usher these girls back into safety. Now I say that because there are people, now there are where, where we stay, there are not a lot of kids hanging all out, not where we stay. People don't hang all out. No, uh, they don't drink and, and loud mute. No, we don't do that here. So just to see them out there, that was odd, you know, and, but as I was thinking with the Lord and praying with the Lord this morning, he began to show me that 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 incident yesterday morning with the Lord used that as a confirmation of the word. We were talking about being converted as little children and the Lord used that as a confirmation to the word. But then this morning he showed me where that could have turned another way. And it caused me to be even more thankful more than thank you, Lord, for a confirmation. But then it allowed me to be more grateful when he showed me in depth what could have happened yesterday. Like we could have gotten an amber alert yesterday for two missing persons. You know what I'm saying? Last seen in their bed sleeping. Mom, dad don't know what's going on. Kids are just out running, running around. Uh, the little girl said she should, I was trying to find, she's trying to find her friend's mom. But because I believe the other little girl woke up maybe sick and she said she was throwing up. So one, one of the little girl, the other little girl was trying to find, go to the other, other complex over there to try to find the little girl's mom. But it's to my knowledge that the little girl's mom was gone off somewhere. Maybe she went and spent the night somewhere else and had her little girl sleeping over at friend's house. But the friend is like, okay, you woke up sick. Let's go back to your house. Don't let her parents know anything. Both of them under the age of probably seven. Don't let the parents know anything. So they're out. Now, what I do know about where I stay is people work all different kind of shifts. Okay. Second shift, third shift. People are coming in at all times of the morning. It could have been bad. Two little girls running around with no adult supervision. Another way the Lord showed me it could have been bad was when I was knocking on the door and nobody came to the door. And I, I saw the little girl had opened the door, you know, the, the first time. So I knew the door was unlocked. So when I, when I took my, when I, when I opened the door to let the girls in, it could have been any easily, somebody could have been there with a gun. Easily. In this day and time, you believe that the kids are in bed and you just hear the front door open. Easily, somebody could have been there with a gun. So, it just made me more grateful to see the outcome was the was the girls of being able to make it back into safety versus an amber alert on everybody's phone that there are two missing little girls or that I've been shot by mistake where here I am returning to your girls. You think that I'm an intruder. You know what I'm saying? So it just made me more, more thankful, more grateful. And it gave me more things to thank the Lord about. You know, I had a dream. Thank you so much for coming into the live. We love you so much. I had a dream 
And this dream, this dream, this dream, I, I thank God for the dreams that he give me because I always, I'm always thinking about you, saints, always. If the Lord, if I have a dream and I believe that you can benefit from this dream, you better believe I'm going to tell you. Because if I can benefit from it, I know that you can benefit from it too. And so a couple of nights ago, I had a dream. The Lord gave me a dream. And in this dream, there was a, there was a basketball player, really tall, really nice looking, really great smile, right? And so he's really tall, really nice looking, really great smile. And he was talking. He had a group around him, but he was talking pretty much to social media. All right. So he was talking to social media, basketball player. Okay. Well known. Now I'm not going to say I know him in waking life, but in the dream, he was well known. Okay. And he's talking to social media, but I'm there, right? With the other crowd of people around him, I'm there. And he's got, uh, he's got two keys on a ring and, and they're on his finger, right? And while he's talking to social media, he has these keys on his finger. His, his hand is open and the keys are dangling from his finger and he's kind of making the keys make a little noise, right? As he's talking to social media, he's not giving spotlight to the keys, but he's allowing the keys to have presence in his video while he's talking to social media. And what he was trying to do, which I'll go ahead on and tell you the rest of the dream. The rest of the dream was that was another great basketball player walking up behind him now. All right. So the other great basketball player that was walking up behind him, I'm believing maybe we were in a locker room or something. And the other great basketball player that was walking up behind him now, he, as he walked up and approached, I noticed that the basketball player that was talking to social media, which most of the time, that's me and you, because most of the time, if we see these guys, okay, football players, basketball players, hockey players, most of the time we see them through a type of screen, unless we go to a game, we see them on the screen, we see them on the TV, we see them on social media, on our phones, on our iPads, laptops, computers. So while the other basketball player, famous, was walking up behind this man, when he realized that the other player was walking up behind him, I noticed that he closed the keys up in his hand, right? And he closed the keys up in his hand and he, you know, they gave each other doubt. Hey, what's up, man? What's up? What you finna go? Okay. Okay. Well, I'll catch you later like that. Right. And as the other basketball player left, then he opened his hand back up to reveal the keys again. All right. He opened his hand back up to reveal the keys again. Now, and I woke up. <clears throat> And the Lord, I'm like, Lord, okay, what what does this dream mean, right? Even though when I woke up, I automatically knew what the dream meant. 
I still ask the Lord, like, Lord, what is that? What is it? What was that dream about? The dream was about there are many people. And it seems like they have made it so big in life. It seems like they've made it so large in life. But these people will not tell you that they have sacrificed a whole bunch of stuff. A lot of times they're sold. They will not tell you that they've given up uh, their eternity for right now. They won't tell you that. But their job now, because they've done it, their job right now is to make you do it. Because I don't want to be miserable alone. Misery loves company. So when he was holding the keys, the keys was to make us desire that life more. Why do you think that they go around and they show their homes? This is the home of such and such. And this is the home of such and such. This is the home of Michael Jordan. And this is the home of, 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 you know, other Denzel Washington. And this is the home of this one. They do that to make us desire that life. Desire is the, is that a life to desire? When you have the Prince of Peace, the bright and morning star, the great I am, the rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley, the beginning and the end. I'm telling you, the, the wheel in the middle of the wheel, the one who gave us breath, you have the keys of life. But yet, sometimes we fall short and sometimes our carnal eyes and our carnal mind sometimes, okay, it, it seems as if we're, 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 we're lacking because now we see more. Look at Adam. Look at Eve. Eve saw more. You're in a sanctified place. You're in the garden. God is giving you everything you need. Food, shelter. He's giving you a, a, a confidant. He's giving you someone to be there with. Adam, you have Eve. Eve, you have Adam. Y'all have something to do. You're going to keep the garden. It's not good enough. I see a tree that's good for food. And it's good enough to make one wise. And it's appealing to the eyes. So with him dangling the keys as he was talking. And the keys making a little sound. It made those of us that were watching. Yes, we're listening to what you're saying. Yes, we, you know, we're trying, we're understanding what you're saying. But. But now. Now we desire what's in your hand. And how did you get that? And what do those those keys go to? Now, it's my belief that those keys went to a car. All right. But now that I'm looking at it, they look like house keys because I know how car keys look. And those are like house keys. But he was dangling those keys. When the other basketball player walked up, he hid the keys. Why? Because this other basketball player, he has pretty much already did what I've done. So ain't no, there's no use in me trying to make him want the life that I have. He's already done what I'm done, what I've done. He's doing what I'm doing. The life that I'm having, he's having the same life. So when the other player walked up, there's no use in dangling my keys in his face because he's got keys of his own. 
But when the other player left, it left me and you. And there the keys were revealed again. So what am I saying? What was that dream was about? That dream was about in this life, there are going to be many, 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 many that will dangle keys in your face. But you and I have to be strong enough to know that the Lord says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then all of the other things will be given to you. Seek ye first the kingdom of righteousness. Now, many people believe that this way is not popular. And can I tell you this way is not popular? But this way is doable. Because if it was not doable, the Lord wouldn't have told us to do it. He said, lo, I'll be with you always, even until the end. So with him saying that, he knows it's going to take him in us, him making his abode in us in order for us to walk what? The highway that leads to righteousness. Many have chosen another way. And because they've chosen the other way, okay, then when they see you going the correct way, it doesn't set well. Oh, they may begin to call you names. They begin to treat you a certain way. Why? Well, because you're actually trying to put your feet on a path that many people have not traveled. And it's looking doable. Before I met you, everybody in my circle, everybody in my company, we all agreed that that wasn't doable. We all agreed that it didn't take all that. We all agreed that God will forgive us for the decisions that we've made. We all agreed that. And God does forgive us for decisions that we make. But after that forgiveness, the Lord requires a correcting. Do you believe that? How do you see it? Do you believe that after repentance come a, a correcting of character? A correcting of living, a correcting of thinking, a correcting of being. Do you believe that? Because after repentance comes correction. Too long we've gone through life believing that these things are important. And to have the best, to live in the best, to drive the best, all of those things are great. But what's greater is having the supreme being living on the inside and telling us where to go and what to do and how to do it. Because when it all boils down, and for some people, even some people we love, it has all boiled down for some people. The people that have passed on, it boiled down for them. 
people that you know, it all boils down for them because they're 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 no more in this life that we know. But they they've made it to the other side now. And so it all had to boil down. Why were you living? Were you living for yourself or were you living for me? If you were living for yourself, okay, then that means you did not present your body a living sacrifice, living sacrifice. Were you living for you or were you living for me? Because, you see, we are the bride of Christ. And many times I realize that there are some, they don't really like this type of teaching. They don't really like these teachings because these teachings, glory be to God, these teachings make us. No, it don't just play around. No, it makes us go all the way down to the root and see what is growing. Other teachings, not so much. Other teachings, it deals with surface, just the surface. You know, you look like this and you're not supposed to and you this. That's surface teaching. And then other teachings, it just deal with what you have. If you don't have this and you don't drive this, then you're not blessed. And if you're going to go to this church, you're going to have my parking lot full of Benzes and Maseratis and, and, and all these other different types. If you're going to go to this church, you're not going to embarrass me driving a hootie up here. I've heard a, a, a prophet say that before. I'm going to have all nice cars in my parking lot. Don't be driving no hooties up here. So where, where, where do you see how people have fell off, have fell short? But these are the same ones that declare that they're saved, but they have their own salvation. So when we come in to the podcast, uh, there are times people don't, I don't want to know what's at the root. I'm good with surface knowledge. I'm good with Stuff appearing to be great and other people envying my life. I'm good with that. I'm good with people desiring to have what I have. I'm good with that. And this podcast is one of the podcasts that strip all of that down to say none of that matters. This is what we're looking at. And this is what God is going to be looking at when the books are open. And there's nobody else to cheer you on. There's nobody else to give a hand clap. There's nobody else to say good job. There's nobody else to envy the cars, the houses, the cash. It's you. It's God. And oftentimes people don't like, I don't want to have a come to Jesus moment. 
this is a scary place because we all have to meet him on that great day. Every last one of us. And while we say that his grace is sufficient and his mercy is sufficient and you know, God is a merciful God and God is a grateful God and, and all these different things. He is merciful and he is grateful, graceful. You know why? Because he gives us time on the earth to get it right. And when we didn't get it right yesterday, he gives us another day tomorrow to get it right. And, and, and if when tomorrow comes, if we're still here, he's so merciful and graceful. He gives us another day to get it right. But when we come and we don't have a pure heart, we can see today, tomorrow, yesterday. We can see it as another another day to climb the corporate ladder. This is another day to embrace becoming on my way to becoming popular and on my way to becoming famous and on my way to becoming this. But we don't see these days as mercy and grace to get our souls cleansed and washed and to be that manifestation of the sons of God. Who are you living for? Am I living for me? Am I living for God? In living for God, we can help instruct our children, that generation and then their generation, then that generation. We're going to walk on water. Amen. Who are we living for? The basketball player, the keys, he already knew that I am talking to listeners that want what I have. I'm talking to listeners that desire my lifestyle. I'm talking to people, okay, that will probably uh, sacrifice the things I've sacrificed to get what I have. And most of the time... The only value these people get out of life is having others envy what they have. That's the only value a lot of times that these people get out of life. Others want what I got. Help us, Lord, today. We're going to go to 1 Peter chapter 4. All right. If you have your Bible, you can turn with me. 1 Peter chapter 4. All right. We looked at the children yesterday. We talked about being converted. And we looked at the children on yesterday. And just they just recording them because... I saw when I was looking out the window and I saw when they running back over toward where where I was, where I live. 
So I grabbed my camera at first. Now, I have to be honest. At first, I saw them across the way. And I was wondering, like, Lord, what are they doing out there by themselves? And I was conflicted within myself. Should I be videoing this, Lord? Because are you going to give me something for this? Like, literally, I was, like, conflicted in myself. Like, it don't seem like I should be videoing this when these girls really could be in danger. Like, this is weird. And... When I saw them running back toward this way, I grabbed my phone and I went to the front door. I opened it before they can make it up the stairs. I opened the door. And honestly, I didn't, I did not know, you know, if they were going to run up or not. I just opened the front door and the Lord led them right to where I was. Thank God they were running to the door across from mine. And um, that is how I was able to catch that footage and just to see them, how they were sharing and caring and being considerate children today. Oh, do we share and care and be considerate of one another? No, you get it how I got it. These are not these are not people that have been converted. So that means these people do not have the kingdom of God. But it's the same ones that they run around bold like and say, I'm saving, I'm this and I'm that. And Lord, and it's so sad that people are trading there right now for eternity. They're trading their, excuse me, they're trading their eternity for right now. Because in their hearts, they know they're not saved. In their hearts, they know that they've fallen from grace. In their hearts. In their hearts. To be converted. To be converted. Jesus said, unless... You be converted like this child. You shall not have the kingdom of God. This is what Jesus said. This is what he said. We're going to read from 1 Peter chapter 4. And let's see what 18 looks like. 18 says. Let's do. Let's do 16. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Now, many people say I'm not a Christian, you know, and I'm not a Christian and I'm not a Christian. And I've been one of the ones to say you know, I'm not a Christian. And the reason I said it was because it was so many people saying that they were a Christian and they were not. They were not living the life. They were not. Um, they were not. As, as a matter of fact, they were bringing shame to the Lord's name. And Christian just became a fad word, right? 
Christian. And many people begin to teach that Christian came from oh, a word that people started to mock those that followed Jesus because, you know, they called him Jesus the Christ. So then they got that word Christian from Christ. So Christian. So they started calling his followers Christians, you know, to mock them. And so Christian took upon uh, a fight of its own, the word Christian. And I'm not a Christian and I'm not a Christian and I'm not a Christian because, you know, everybody's saying they're a Christian. And, you know, it came out that it was a mocking of Jesus and his followers. And so that was a time where the word Christian was under attack. And myself, ignorantly, I just disassociated myself from the word Christian. And I begin to call myself a daughter. I'm a daughter of God. I'm a daughter of God. Are you a Christian? No, I'm a daughter of God. But I'm reading right here in verse 16, 1 Peter chapter 4. It says, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. So I would like to take time publicly to repent to God for any time and every time that I made the statement that I'm not a Christian. I would like to take time to repent to you if there are any teachings from the last past five years where I've said or came against the name Christian. Okay. And and I repent from the bottom of my heart because here in first Peter, it says, yeah, if any man suffer as a Christian. And it is very embarrassing when you're, when you know that you're a Christian and you have all manner of people coming out of the what works saying that they're Christians and you know they hate God. They hate God and they hate people that serve God. With all the teachings that went forth of the word Christian and you know it just came on the scene for them others mocking those that were followers and those that were believers of Christ, they start calling them Christians and, you know. But I take this time on December the 12th, Tuesday. It is the four o'clock hour. I take this time now to repent to you again and to God for dismissing the word Christian. Because it is my delight to suffer as a Christian and to not be ashamed. It says, yet if any man suffer as a Christian, 
let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. Now, I was going to come and read. I was going to start at the 18th verse, but we went up to 16. And I just believe the Lord wanted me to see that. Do I have it highlighted? I do have it highlighted. I have 14 through 18 highlighted. But you know, when you read so much, some things you read, but you just don't remember reading it. I don't ever remember reading this. But it goes to, it proves, this proves. Verse 18. It proves verse 18. It's, he said, let him glorify God on this behalf, for the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Verse 18 is what I, what I wanted to highlight. It said, and if the righteous scarcely be saved. Where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Verse 18. Do you know I could. I could go and I could feed the sick. I could I could feed the hungry. I could heal the sick. Have not love is as a sign of breast or tingling symbol. I can go out and witness till i'm blue in the face i can have a soup line in the dead of winter and something as little as disassociating myself as being a christian when the bible says don't be ashamed but i didn't think of it as being ashamed I thought of it as since everybody and their mama, mama, mama want to come and say they're a Christian and they haven't, they ain't no counted up the cause. They don't believe they have to change. I'm just like this and God, God love me just like this and I'm saved just like this and I can do everything I'm big and bad enough to do and I can curse God and I can do all that and I'm still a Christian. It made me want to back away from that word. Like, hold up. No. Because everybody's wearing this word so loosely now. Maybe I should, you know, not be affiliated. But that is a part of that suffering. Where the wheat and the tear grow together. But because you are, you're wheat. And the tear looks like you. Do you disassociate yourself from being weak? No. So that is a part of that suffering where it when you say when someone asks, are you a Christian? You say, yes, I'm a Christian. And then they give you that side. I like, oh, I know. I know. I know what that means. Well, it doesn't necessarily mean that for you. You're re- you really are one from the bottom of your heart, from the depths of your soul, and you have been set aside and sanctified. But everybody that's calling themselves a Christian have not. So what? That puts us all in the same boat. And that gives all of us that, 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 that little 
you know, people look like, oh, that's a Christian. You know them, honey. Honey, they save in the morning time, but at night time, baby, you, baby, them the ones that be around at night now. You know, Ray Charles, I, I was follow, I was following a documentary or watching a documentary with Ray Charles one day. And this was a while ago, and I heard Ray say something that was shocking to me. And they were interviewing Ray, and he was feeling good. You could tell he was feeling good, you know. And they asked him, you know, how did he... Uh, why, 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 why didn't he settle singing, um, gospel hymns and things like that and church music, you know, gospel music? I think that, I think they asked him that, something like that. And Ray said these words. Ray said, he said, I, I couldn't handle hanging with church folks. He said that type of life just I couldn't I couldn't handle that type of life. That type of life wasn't for me. And they asked him to expound, Ray, what do you mean that you couldn't handle hanging with church folks? What does that mean that that type of life isn't for you? What does that mean? This is what Ray said. Ray said, I've uh, I've experienced being with them and around them, and they're just too wild for me. Now, he's talking about, when he said they, he's talking about the ones that, not the, the, the pew members and the, the church, but he's talking about the leadership. This is what this is what Ray was talking about. He said, this is what Ray said, Ray Charles, he said, they, I couldn't handle being around them because I ain't about that type of life. What do you mean you're not about that type of life? Ray said, the them them at the church, they they like that girl on girl stuff and that boy on boy stuff. Girl on girl stuff, boy on boy stuff. What he was saying was the the leadership that he had been, I guess, associated with or affiliated with or, you know, uh, come in contact with behind closed doors, behind the scenes. The men like to sleep with the men. And the women folk, leadership, women folk like to sleep with the women. This is what Ray Charles said. And Ray Charles, secular artist used to be, said, I couldn't handle that type of lifestyle. So I didn't want that. I didn't want none of it. I didn't, I didn't, you know, I don't, I ain't, I'm not for that type of stuff. I didn't, cause Ray, Ray liked it, his women. So a secular artist said, when he was asked, you know, why didn't you go gospel? You know, why didn't you go that way? Ray said, I can't, I couldn't handle that type of life that they be, that, 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 that they do. I can't do, I can't do what they do. Ray said that. 
So the question is, how? How, how, now how do we feel so bold as to believe that, and I've heard so many, they say, I'm going to make it to heaven anyhow, you know, and I know I'm saved and and, and, and if anybody say I ain't saved, and you look at them and their fruit is just rotten and rotten and rotten and rotten, rotten fruit. And the Bible says that the righteous scarcely make it in. So I know that my confidence is in God. I know that I love the Lord with all my heart, mind, and soul. I try my best every day not to have no other God before God. But yet, there's still something that I have that these people do not. And Lord's willing, there's still something that you have that these people do not. The righteous scarcely make it in. Proverbs chapter 9. There's something that we have that these people do not. What is that? What is that? What do we have? Let's go to Proverbs chapter 9. And we're going to start at verse 10. Let's, let's do nine and nine says give instruction to a wise man and he will be yet wiser. Teach a just man and he will increase in learning. Verse 10. Verse 10 is something that you and I, we have that these people do not because we already know the righteous scarcely make it in scarcely. We've looked at the word scarcely before. Yet we can look across television land. We can look across preachers, teachers, reachers. And we can see a sort of pride in saying, you know, that almost like heaven is mine. And, you know, just ah, and you wonder. Especially with seeing their fruit. You wonder, have they eaten of the tree of good and evil? Because where does this confidence come from when the fruit is so rotten? Not just rotten. We all have fruit that we're like, Lord, let this cup pass from me. Lord, you know, cleanse me, wash me. Every last one of us have fallen short of the glory. But to have fruit that is rotten and we know it's rotten. And the world can see it's rotten. We see it's rotten. Everybody see it's rotten. And yet we still are prideful in saying that heaven is mine. Like we got the keys to heaven. And some of us that are conscious in God sit back and wonder. How are you so prideful? And believing so much that you're not going to fall, that you haven't fell short. You're not going to fall short. 
when even the righteous scarcely make it in. Even the righteous scarcely make it in. And the fruit that you have are not even righteous. Where's this pride coming from? And this is what they're lacking. The fear of the Lord. In verse 10. And this is why we can look and we don't see wisdom. We might hear knowledge, but we don't see wisdom. Because the tree of knowledge has knowledge. This is why if we're so intellectual and we are drawn to people that's intellectual, that don't mean Jack Dilly squat. Because the tree of knowledge has knowledge. But it has good. It has evil. All of it mixed together to make a nice pie. Good enough to get us to swallow it. Just like the basketball player. He's got his keys. He's dangling his keys. While he's talking. Why? This is to sway you. I I, I can feel. When somebody else. Want what I got. But if nobody else in the world. Want what I got. I feel useless. Look at all this work I did to get here. But if nobody else want what I got, if nobody else is going to envy what I have, what's the use in me having it? What type of life is that? What type of life is it for we can only feel worth something when somebody else want what we got? What type of life is that? The other basketball player walks up. He hides his keys. Why? Well, maybe he was embarrassed because the other the other basketball player would have knew immediately what he was doing. Man, how are you talking to them and holding your keys? That don't make sense. You just dangling your keys on your finger. Dangling your keys on your finger. We have the keys to the kingdom of God. And with that being said, these are the keys that should be desired of the world. But how can these keys be desired of the world when we're so busy desiring the world? If we make our boast in the Lord, if we desire the things of the Lord, the Lord continue to give us the give us the things that we need. This is when the world begins to desire what you have. But when we place our desires on the things that they have, they cannot, will not desire what we have. 
the keys to eternity, the keys to everlasting life. So if you find one, just one, that do not desire the things of the world, you find somebody that have made themselves an obstacle. You find someone that have made themselves an enemy. How dare you see the things that I have and don't desire them? Why? It's not that I really want you to desire this stuff. But because you don't desire what I got, it makes me, it's a law. It makes me desire what you have. Because you don't desire my fine cars and my big houses and my cash in the bank. It makes me desire. Is there something more? Because you don't desire what I have. So is there something more? Yes, there's something more. I have the keys to the kingdom. I have joy, unspeakable, and peace that surpasses all understanding. And when we get to this point of not desiring the world, the world will begin to desire what we have. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Until next time, saints, be blessed.